uh, for uh, the folks here uh, in uh, listening to Startup Mindsets. So this is Earl here. Um, you know, Eli is one of my kind of good friends, um, you know, really cares about, you know, impact kind of in the world, um, you know, and really super sharp guy. Right now he's, you know, wearing many different hats, but really trying to create change in the angel investor uh, community, especially think about, you know, diverse founders, diverse investors. Um, you know, it's also a very sharp guy, uh, you know, lawyer by background. So we always have to be careful around lawyers and stuff. But, oh man, I didn't know that now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but generally like, you know, uh, really honored to have you here, Eli, in our Startup Mindsets podcast. And you're definitely one guy that embodies this uh, uh, in the world, right? Uh, you know, being a coach of many different entrepreneurs, not just in the U.S., but all over the world in your previous work, uh, you know, with, with the you know, State Department and others. So. Yeah, awesome. And thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, Eileen. So uh, I think just to set the table a little bit, um, I think it'd just be great to start with what you, you know, you're currently up to um, with the Angel Capital Association. And, uh, you know, you, we had previously talked about you, you know, creating your own fund and bringing diversity and inclusion and, and into the investing space and, and also in the entrepreneurship space um, through, through uh, those efforts. Absolutely. So, you know, I, I wear a couple of different hats. Uh, one is I serve on the board of the Angel Capital Association, and the ACA is, is the world's largest association of accredited investors. Um, it's been around since about 2005, has 14,000 members, um, over 250 angel networks, family offices, and platforms. So from that perspective, I get to definitely see a lot of what the angel community is doing, and I help to shape where the angel community is going as well and what, what impact it can make in, in early stage investing. I'm also the managing partner and co-founder of the Investors of Color Network or ICN. And that's a national network of black, Latinx, Asian and ally accredited investors looking to close the racial funding gap again for early, for, um, early stage startups. Um, and, and my co-founder on that initiative is chief of staff at Black BC. Um, and Black VC is a, is a nonprofit that aims to get more African-Americans into venture. So again, from either of those perspectives, we get a really good line of sight into where the investment community is going, what they're wow. looking for, what the trends are. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm, do you know, uh, I think, do you know an Ernest Sweat? I met him once. And is he in Black VC here? He is. Uh-huh. And he's, he's, he's affiliated with some of the work that we're doing and definitely with the work that my colleague's doing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a minute since I've... Uh... St. Ernest, but, you know, great dude. Um, you know, so many ways we can, um, I guess, take the, the, the ball and, and get rolling here. But um, I think I think something that I'd love to ask an angel investor such as yourself is, uh, what do you see in entrepreneurs that, that make you want to invest? I mean, outside of uh, this notion of, you know, investing with uh, diversity as a thesis, uh, what, like, qualities and, like, what, like, um, I would say, like, what what feeling do you, do you, do you like, really want to feel before you know you deploy capital like what is a, a trait that a founder in the past or in the present have, that you've seen that that's made you say uh okay this is this is going to be um a great investment or like just a you know a, a good founder in general yeah the uh the things that stand out really quickly is the savviness of the entrepreneur in what they're trying to accomplish what they're trying to solve right the problem they understand it very, very keenly, but beyond just understanding the problem, they're very good at understanding the economics of their business, 
right? And so you you they they are able to very well articulate, you know, what the growth is going to be for their business, what some of the risks are, what the competition looks like. So it's really thinking very carefully about all the facets that go into the business. So when people say, you know, investors will say, well, I invest in the team. Well, what does that really mean, right? They're looking for somebody that that is kind of like-minded to some extent, that's thinking about things that align with what they're thinking. And then in large part, you know, share similar values, right? So ultimately you're looking for people that you like, people that you trust, but then also take it one step further and are providing a business opportunity on top of it. So it's kind of that three, three-sided three sure. piece that makes people want to say, hey, you know what, I want to I want to invest in this company or this founder. Uh, yeah, no, that's, that's great. Um, uh, I think, you know, what, maybe one thing I do want to ask is what, what are some of the lessons that you've learned with, with over a decade of being an angel or being in the angel investor space? Like what are some of the lessons that uh, maybe you've seen just throughout that time? And, and, you know, I, I know the world's changed a lot with, with how you invest and like what's the new technology and like who, who's making things and what's, what's the trend and it's just changed so much. It's mind boggling, but um, I guess with, within that your, uh, your, your whole um, career of just uh, angel investing, what do you think are some yeah. of the lessons that you've learned as, yeah, as think, you've done the job? <laughs> of course. No, I think, I think for the entrepreneurs that are, that are listening, you know, I think one thing that's important is that there's a new generation of angel investors coming on, right? So there's a much younger generation that's getting into angel much sooner the access to becoming an accredited investor is is getting lower, right? So that's it's or the barrier to get in is getting lower. So you have more angels in the game. The notion of crowdfunding and equity crowdfunding is also coming online. So th- there's a lot more activity in the angel space than than there was back in the day. So I think one thing that's important is to demystify, right? And Dan, you and I talked about it right before we started. Was, you know, when you think of a an investor you probably have a certain mindset or a certain image of that individual. You know, the idea now is to really try to crush what that image is. Yeah, yeah, think yeah. Of, <laughs> think of people as like, hey, that person there that can look like nobody that you right. would have thought would right. be an angel could possibly <laughs> be an angel, right? So for entrepreneurs, I think it, it one, is it makes it hopefully easier to find those investors, but two, make, should make them more prepared because you never know, right? Who you're going to bump into they don't walk around wearing a, a name tag right this is an sure, investor sure. so you never know <laughs> so that that's that's one of the lessons definitely that that i think entrepreneurs should walk away from here in this this podcast totally you know, a quick question here i i really want to kind of click down on like this new face of angel investors because you know even in my startup like we got a number of angel investors that are sometimes even younger than me and, and others but then what is that looking like and what do you think are you know, the areas to even get into angel investors if you're kind of one to explore, because uh, typically it's an exclusive club, right? Like sometimes people think that this is like the country club for the rich, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what's your thoughts on that, right? Like who is this new face of angel investor and how can someone participate in this, to be honest, quite exclusive community? Yeah. And, and you know, what, one of the things Dan and I were talking about is the SEC has, has changed the rules. So before you you had to meet certain income levels or certain you know net worth levels, but now they've uh, added a third um, where now you can get certified. Now the SEC is still trying to figure out what that certification means, but you know I like to think of it like a like a mid level or an up and coming professional, you know maybe in their late twenties early thirties has some experience under their belt, 
has a little bit of capital saved up and they're able to kind of start using it in different ways. So, so, and you know, and also this notion of the angel writing hundred, two hundred thousand dollar checks is gone. You know, there's angels writing $2,500 checks, $5,000 checks, right. And using that money to seed across different deals. And also the, the notion of the whole country club investor circle, you know, that, that, that's also changing because technology now allows us to connect very quickly, look at pitches very quickly. Um, and then the ability to, to mobilize capital with different investment instruments is different, right? So to Earl's point is you're, you're seeing them younger, you know, they don't have to be super wealthy. They, they should be savvy and, and uh, you know, able to risk some of their capital, um, but it's much easier to get in the game. And now you're able to connect with different groups that are doing equity crowdfunding, you know, like, like Republic or Funder, you know, so that's definitely how the, the, the face of Angel is changing over time. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely an interesting conversation. You know, I think a lot of the news has been, um, when it comes into investing, has been around, uh, I mean, the different types, of, you know, a lot of advocacy for people of color being founders, right? Like, and like CEO and like, you know, more people into tech and all that. But this is a very like fascinating thing of uh, the people who are funding the idea are definitely switching um, the, the the narrative or like switching the perception. And I guess that just, uh, that's, that's, an, that's an amazing thing. Um, uh, you know, just thinking about how myths and the world have, have been with, um, you know, I was reading a book called Sapiens like two years ago and it was just about how like, you know, Europeans created capitalism, right? And then the fact that, uh, you know, um, coming to America, you know, immigrants don't have wealth, right? Like they're built up wealth and and uh, it's, it's a hard, uh, what do you call that? hill to climb man um uh for you did that seem intimidating at all just when you began your life as an angel investor (laughs) well you you, you yeah (laughs) i'd have to rewind you know a few years but when i first started learning about all these angel groups and angel investors um you know all of them met met the criteria of you know the 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 country the country club club. (laughs) and then you start doing more research and you're like wow that's going to take you know, forever to get to that level. Um, but when you, again, start getting involved and start understanding, okay, what are the mechanics to actually start doing this? You know, one is definitely learning uh, a lot and asking a ton of questions. You know, I was always asking people, how did you make your money? How did you get into angel investing? You know, and you start learning little by little um, that at some point, then you start identifying, well, what's going to be your investment thesis? What do you like to invest in? What are you knowledgeable about? Right. And you see different things that, that others have done. And you say, you, you know, you find a path that you want to follow that's like those those investors and you surround yourself with them. Right. Because ultimately you're going to start sharing deals with yeah. those individuals because it, it, it's, it's to some level, it can be a bit of a hobby also. Yeah, yeah. Right? So um, you're finding those like minded groups. Yeah, for sure. Uh, how do you contrast being an angel investor with like a venture capital fund and how they invest like? Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, angels have, um, they're working with their own money, right? Like a venture fund is working with other people's money. Um, maybe if you, you know, if you can talk about how, I guess, maybe your experiences between those two have uh, been. Yeah. You know, with, 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 with angel investing, I mean, that, that's a personal decision, right? You're, right. you're having to look at where your money is going and why you think that's going to be a really good, good deal or a good investment opportunity. And so you are much more beholden generally to that founder. You want to help that founder a lot more. 
Um, you know, you're serving either on the board or as an advisor or a mentor um, because you want to see the return on your own personal investment, right? Um, with VC, you're, you're working with other people's money. And so really you are looking to provide the best maximum returns knowing that you have to build a portfolio um, in order to get those returns. And as part of that portfolio, there will be losses, right? And so at some level, you know, whereas an angel might have, let's say five deals, they're gonna wanna try to work with as many of them as possible and they stretch themselves pretty thin. The VC might say, well, look, that one deal is just not gonna pan out. So we're just not gonna put as much resources into that deal yeah, versus yeah. the other, right? So then, so then it, it kind of becomes a matter of how much oversight and how much control and how much um, mentorship and support that company gets. So de determining for startups, what kind of money know, know that you're walking into a different kind of support mechanism, whether it's VC or angel, right? Mm -hmm. if, if, so you, you gotta be thinking very carefully about the kind of, the, the kind of capital that you're gonna be seeking. For sure, you, you know, you mentioned you're raising a fund currently, right? Uh, venture capital fund. We're we're on the pot, right. We're we're definitely a, start setting up an angel fund um, with an organization that will be focused on addressing health disparities um, in communities of color or underrepresented communities. Um, and so uh, that is also different, right? Because yeah. you're you're having to raise from other angels predominantly, yeah. right? And so it, it's angels pitching to angels now about starting up a small fund. Um, and so, again, even that carries different flavors because it's kind of that hybrid, like not fully an angel network, but not fully a venture fund. It kind of has a little bit of blend of both where sure. angels still have a little bit of say in what that fund does. Um, well, well, is that I the guess... same as a syndicate, Eli? Is that the same as like, let's say you have a deal and then you you kind of put say like, oh, I'm going to put a little bit of my money and then all of you guys want to invest in me or, or that's not... Not, no, not no. In this particular case, it, it'll be like a fund, right? And so there's a there's a management of the fund, and and ultimately the managers of the fund get to make that decision on what gets invested in. Um, mm. Versus a syndicate is I'm going to invest in it. I want to share it with other people that I think will invest in a deal, um, and so those individuals get to decide for themselves, right, whether they're going to go in on that on that investment opportunity or not. Cool. Right. Maybe, uh, maybe a, little, a step back a little bit, you know, Eli, like, you know, tell me more about like your own kind of personal background on wh why is this problem so close to you? Right. Like, you know, it's an interesting situation where, you know, you, you, you kind of represent, um, you know, a group of, uh, of people that might not necessarily be as, um, you know, attuned to investment for a long time or maybe excluded, but it seems that this is like part of your life's advocacy. Like, tell us more about like, where did this come from, right? Like, you know, anytime, let's say growing up or, or you know, in early life that, you know, has an impact on you that this kind of carries you towards this mission. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I grew up in a, on a border town in a, in a town that's not really well known for having a lot of access to capital. Um, but through, you know, education and good career, you know, was able to get into the, the bright circles with different investor groups. But what I kept noticing was even in my hometown that was, you know, 80% Hispanic, I didn't have any Hispanic members in the angel network. Then I go to another, I formed another group where it was 80% white in the population and all of the group was white. So 
it was like, no matter where you went, whether it was diverse or not diverse, it was the same kind of folks playing in this game. And, and at that point I said, you know, we need to be able to participate in these investment opportunities and we need to be able to garner returns as well. Because you heard the stories, you know, the investors are, you know, getting two, five, seven, 10 X their investment back. And that's helping them build wealth for their family, right? And for their generation. So I want to be part of that too. Like I want a piece of that pie also. And so, and I want to take others with me. And so a lot of this work is helping to build that generational wealth so yeah. that we start closing that gap. And that's super important. I think just, you know, the ideas of becoming an angel investor are just, it, it's not necessarily top of mind for like a 25 year old person, right? Like they might have silly uh, student, student loans to pay or like they want to buy their first house. And I mean, wealth is uh, it's a touchy subject, man. Just uh, when it comes to, you know, even the, the pand- pandemic lifestyle and just how that's changed our decisions on, what to uh, spend our money on. Um, but like uh, maybe when, when you were uh, in your 20s, right? Did you imagine, was this in your head, like uh, becoming an angel investor or like a venture? I, I, I learned of, 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 of an angel investor from a buddy when I was about 23, 24 years old. And sure. he, was, he was only a few years older than me. He was probably 28 or something. And he was already doing angel investing. He was a successful entrepreneur um, who then started getting in the game as part of an angel network. So I was fortunate to have somebody like that who was providing guidance and information, but a lot of people don't know about this, right? And so we want to be able to go out and get the word out that there is a pathway for you to, you know, utilize your money. So let's say you're in the stock market. That's great. You know, you're, you're, you're doing these other, maybe you're in real estate. That's great. Angel investing is another mechanism for you to put your money to work. Um, So it's just another asset class, right? And it's, it's a mechanism that, you know, you should learn more about think about it, you know, research it and see if it's going to be a fit for you. Cause it's not a fit for everybody because it does require more of your personal time as you engage as an angel investor. You, you like, why, why is it that, you know, even angel investing, like it's just not, I mean, you, you happen to be in a circle where someone talked to you about this in your twenties, but most people can live through even their thirties and forties and not know that this opportunity even exists for them. Even if they made a little bit of money, right. They can actually invest legally. It's just that they don't even know, like, why is it that some people it's natural to them in their circles and some people it's just almost impossible to even know that this opportunity exists for them personally and for their families. Yeah. I think a lot of it has to do with unfortunately networks, right. And, and the networks that you stay in. And so I always encourage people to break out of the same usual circles, right? Attend events and go to different meetings, go join different clubs and start learning about these different things. People invite me. I do webinars all the time because I just want to learn, you know, and I want to see who's out there and what's out there. So it, it, it's a little bit of, requires a little bit of kind of that personal agency to put yourself out there to learn about things in the world. Just generally like that, having that natural curiosity, um, is going to be very helpful in, in learning about these things. And then once you do learn about it, there's a lot of information and resources that kind of help you guide your way through your first steps of angel investing. Perhaps it'd be good to talk about um, sort of like, what do you, what do you say to convince, um, like, uh, like, I guess, for instance, you know, creating a fund of your, your own, what do you um, say is, you know, for somebody who, example, has never raised a fund or just wants to, you know, create their own syndicate, how, how, what do you say to get started? Or like, what do you say to, 
to because I would imagine being you know pitching that first LP or even finding the LP in the first place is a a big big mystery in itself. <laughs> what do you what do you say about convincing yeah. them to to give you money to to put for you to manage? Well, I think the the first step is identifying a very clear thesis. What what's the problem that, that you're trying to solve with the fund, right? Um, two find the right team to surround yourself with that has different levels of expertise across that meet that investment thesis, right? So if I'm going to go into build a healthcare fund and I don't have any healthcare experts, that's going to look a little bit weird. So you want to have those healthcare expertise or whatever the industry vertical is in, on your team. Three, you want to do a lot of research on the LPs that you're going to be raising from, making sure that you have a, a really good strong list and that you have a very distinct strategy to get to them through hopefully warm networks, yeah, sure. right? That can help get you in there. And then I would say the last point would be that when you're making the pitch is understand that at the end of the day, whether it's an institutional LP or an individual, you're still dealing with money, right? And so you have to be able to demonstrate that you you are financially savvy. You're gonna be, you'll be a good steward of that money, you know, that they can trust you with the money. Um, Cause once that check leaves their hand, right? That's in your control and you're beholden to that individual. So a lot of times, you know, when people say, well, I'm going to start a fund. Yeah, that's great. But keep in mind, you're, you're dealing with people's money, right? And so and people take their money very seriously. Sure. Um, so <laughs> no, you want to be no, able no, to, to come at it with the same level of sophistication, right? And make sure that you have, you build their trust. For sure. Well, one last question here is uh, just, I think it's, it's a great one to ask is a, uh, you know, um, let's say uh, like 10, 15 years from now, there's, there's, you know, a more, when, when we look at the pie chart of who's an angel investor, like who is really the LPs behind a fund, and it's, you know, going more toward the minority side, what do you think the overall impact um, from, you know, that demographic is, um, when, when, say, like, there is more representation, like, what is, what is, you know, in your mind, the I guess the value that, that people don't know how to yeah. express or like, you know what I mean? Right. For, for well, I think, group. I think, I think, you know, for, for us, a very important statistic is people of color will be the majority by 2045. Right. Sure. And you want capital to look like that also. Right. So right. I'm looking, I'm aiming for parity, right. Where we have investors of every color and every kind uh, where entrepreneurs can go there and they, they're not just beholden to, a very certain kind of, of investor, but they actually have a variety of different groups with different thesis, with different capital. But I think, you know, if we can at least achieve some level of parity, you know, that's where I think would be, would make a really significant impact. Because ultimately we as investors, you end up investing in people that, that look like you are like-minded. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like so yeah. we can start building that, that together. Hey, Eli, um, maybe my final question here is kind of my, my favorite philosophical question, right? Like, it's yeah. like, you know, if you had to come back in time and give advice to your 20-year-old self to give advice on how to discover, you know, the version of your own startup mindset, kind of being Eli today, <laughs> yeah. what would you tell your 20-year-old self? I would tell my 20-year-old self not to spend my money on silly things, right? <laughs> um, it really, I mean, at the end of the day, when you look... When you look ahead 20 years, you're like, did I really need that motorcycle? No, I didn't really need that <laughs> motorcycle. You know, I could have I saved that money for and used it for something else and maybe gotten into investing a lot earlier. 
Awesome, man. Hey, Dan, maybe wrap it up. Yeah, you know, this has been one of the the most uh, fat, like just one of the best conversations we had on the Startup Mindsets podcast. So, yeah, th- thanks so awesome. much for uh, the conversation, man. And then looking forward to the work that you do and, and, and uh, uh, just watching from the sidelines or even, you know, helping you achieve that goal. Absolutely. Let's all get in the game. And thanks for having me, guys. That does it for another episode of Startup Mindsets podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're- We've uh, eclipsed 35 episodes on the show, which is, uh, you know, quite the feat, um, in my opinion. Uh, so, um, yeah, we hope you guys learned a thing or two from uh, this episode. If you guys are interested in, you know, becoming an angel investor and just, you know, how you can meet that criteria, uh, we'll have an article on the website about, you know, achieving that goal. And, you know, let's let's all work together here. I mean... If you're a listener out there and you think you you know you have good ideas to to bring to the podcast and like how we can uh, you know become a community and like grow this thing um, to something bigger, uh, feel free to shoot us a DM at Star Monsters Pod uh, on Instagram or um, yeah just reach out on our website. I uh, would love to uh, connect in a deeper level. Thanks.